Yeah. I'm Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm Celia Kina-Bolter. This is Queen Leslie. I'm Robin DeJesus. I'm Erin Davey. Hi, this is Ellen Marie Marsh. I'm LaShawn. I'm Telly Leung. Hi, I'm Eden Espinosa. I'm Laura Osnes. I'm Katie Finnerin. Hi, I'm Tanya Pinkins. I'm Karen Olivo, and you are listening to the Theatre People Podcast. Hello, fellow theatre people. Welcome to the Theatre People Podcast. I'm Patrick Hines, your host. I have loved today's guest, Elizabeth Stanley, since her Broadway debut in the 2006 revival of Company, in which she played April. She, of course, went on to star as Allison in Crybaby and Diane in Million Dollar Quartet, but it was her turn as Gussie in the 2012 Encores production of Merrily We Roll Along that made me realize that she is a great, big, bright, shining star. And if you saw her as Claire in last year's On the Town, you would have to agree. So I just about died when my pal Mo Brady of the Ensemblist podcast casually introduced me to Elizabeth one night a few weeks ago when we ran into her at a show. I was tongue-tied and sweating, I think, just the fangirliest fangirl you can imagine. But I pulled myself together and begged her to be on the podcast, and here she is. She is currently headlining the national tour of the Bridges of Madison County, so be sure to check out bridgesmusical.com to find out when the show will be in a city near you. We're going to jump into the interview right at the point where I ask her what made her decide that this was the role she wanted to do now. Here's our conversation. So you are, how, how far into rehearsals are you? Um, a few days, which is also like... Halfway. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, it's pretty quick. Uh, We, Andrew and I had music rehearsal for a few days last week, um, and then we just started this Monday, and now it's, what, Friday? Yeah. So it's it's going quickly. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So how did you decide that this was the role that you wanted to do? Uh, You know, I just made some calls, (laughs) and I said, hey guys, I'm going to do it. No, I, um, I remember my manager texted me. And said, hey, would you be interested in going into audition for the Bridges Madison County Tour? And at first I was like, ah, no tour. My Mm -hmm. life will end. I can't do it. (laughs) Um, But then very quickly I I was like, no, that show. Oh, my gosh, I have to. Um, Because I just, the score. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But also the story. I mean, it's, it's so awesome that it's. A romance about a lady, a grown lady, yes, you know? Because totally. so many times I feel like the romance ends when you're not playing a 20-year-old anymore. Then you're like, well, now you're just parents. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and that's an interesting story, too. But, I mean, romance is fun to play. So. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the show when it was on Broadway? I did. I went to the closing show. So it was, oh. like, extra special. Yeah, yeah. And did you ever have any, was it anywhere in your brain that you were like, this is something I want to do someday? No, you know, it's so really funny. It wasn't. Because usually, you know, as an actress, I find it's hard sometimes to watch without going, oh, I bet there's a quick change there. Oh, and then, you know, find the light. You know, whatever. (laughs) Um, Or like, oh, this is a role I want to do. But it wasn't on my radar. Um, And I I, want to say it's just because I was so swept up in the story. You know, I really got lost in it, which is... I don't know, I think a great compliment to the piece. You're so established as like a Broadway actress. And I'm curious, you've also done tours before. You did the Xanadu tour and the Cabaret tour, is that right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) How do you think this experience will be different touring with with this, like where you are in your life? Like just personally and as an actress, like how do you expect this experience to be different? Oh gosh. Um, 
Well, it compared to when I did the cabaret tour, which was, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. It was a non-union bus and truck tour. Um, so you ended up just, you did just fine for yourself. You know, <laughs> and it was like the second year that tour had been out. So it was really, um, you know, small cities and one nighters and a lot of time on the bus. Um, mm-hmm. but at the time I-, I was loving it. I was saving what felt like tons of money to me, totally. you know? And so, um, so this will certainly be different than that, just in terms of the schedule and, um, y- you know, it's a production that is being mounted by the, the Broadway team. And um, so uh, that that is different. I won't be dancing in my underwear. That's different. <laughs> Although I guess in a way I kind of am. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a theme here. But I, I think in life, you know, I feel really, um, really motivated with following what my heart wants to do, especially as an artist, um, whenever it's possible financially to say, no, I really want to do that. The artist in me wants to do that. And that's a a bit of a luxury to be in that place, but it's different than where I was even, you know, when I did Xanadu, when I was a little bit more like, well, is that going to be a good career move? And is that, you know, will people forget about me if I leave town? And, um, and now I think, I'm like, well, but I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's so great. I love hearing that. I'm sad that we're not going to get to see you like in Manhattan doing it. <laughs> but that's a, how long is your commitment to the tour? The tour is nine months. Wow. Yeah, which I think is going to fly. I'm sure. Do you think? Are you going to see some great places? Yeah, and I have friends in a lot of the places we're oh, going. That's like some great. of my very best friends are uh, Houston and Nashville and LA. So it's. That's that's pretty great. And are they like sit downs in in those cities? Like you're there for a while. We are. We're um, LA is the longest. We're there for six weeks, and then I almost said six months. That's not correct. <laughs> I'm moving to LA. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, almost every place else is two weeks at a time. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, amazing. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for everyone who gets to see you. Thank you. Can we do our theater people thing now, where we talk about the other amazing things you've done in your career? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say, but sure. Well, normally we like start from the beginning and then work back up to where we are, but we have to just talk about on the town. Modern man, what is it? Just a collection of complexes and neurotic imposes that occasionally break through. Okay. We have to talk about that first. Aww. And I was thinking today that we, we had Alicia Umpress on when you guys were in previews, and then we had Tony Yasbeck on when you guys were doing Tony season. Yes. And now we have you, like, right after the show was closed. Aww. And so they gave their perspectives, like, a long way, like, where the show was and where they were. So maybe you can give us the perspective of, like, finishing this incredible experience and sort of looking back on it and tell yeah. us what maybe what you took away from it. Oh, wow. I mean, my heart is still so full from that experience. It was just... You guys, Elizabeth Stanley just looked me right in the eye. I'm getting my... I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> Square in the <laughs> eyes. <laughs> um, it... Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I love, 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 love John Rando so much. I just cannot say enough great things about him as a director, as a comedian, as a human being. He... Which is so... Fabulous, And um, what started as this summer stock show that I thought I was auditioning for and thinking, oh, great, it'll be fun to spend my summer in the Berkshires. And mm-hmm. um, we had a great time putting it together there. And then, you know, that thing when, yeah, we're going to Broadway. And, that, so and then crazy. when it really happens, it's really <laughs> unbelievable. And um, I don't know. I just feel so hashtag grateful. <laughs> but, but truly, I do. I, I learned 
a lot from it. It was a, a fabulous time for me to really, um, you know, hone in on some comedic skills mm-hmm. and get a cut loose and just sort of really be myself in some ways, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like I maybe hadn't gotten to do in, in roles prior to that to the same extent. Um, and that I love that piece. I love um, Bernstein and um, Comden and Green. And, and yeah. I just, to get to do a classic and in what I think was a really great production of a classic is something that will always be special to me. What was the song that the Bernstein, the Bernstein, am I saying it right? Stein, like Bernstein Steinway. Stein, my husband's going to kill me. Um, I, I mean, as I'm saying that, I'm like, I think. <laughs> I always say whenever there's a question like that, some like musical theater gay out there, their head just exploded. They're yeah, screaming at they their... They just turned us <laughs> off. <laughs> exactly. They're like, I can't listen to these fools. <laughs> but they, there was a specific song they wanted you to sing for the family because it meant so mm. much to them. What was the song? Yes, Some Other Time. Right. Yeah. How was that experience? Did you feel like you were auditioning for them? Um, I, I didn't at the time because I think I thought that they were also maybe searching for celebrities for my role. Um, And so I kind of thought, oh, well, I'll go in and I'll sing and, you know, hopefully it will be fine. But if not, I mean, or even if it is, I think maybe they're still going to try and cast it with, you know, a Hollywood person. Right. So I think it was lucky for me that I didn't know it was down to that moment when I went in to sing for them. Oh my God. <laughs> to be clear for people who maybe don't know, you guys went and auditioned for this, like at Barrington to, to be done at Barrington stage. It was just a summer stock. Right. Like you were saying. Yeah. And there really was no plan for it to come to Broadway. Right. And for those of us who aren't actors like me, you know, we, we, we look at the cast and the show and we think, yeah, of course it was going to come to Broadway, but yeah. all of the people, including you that I've read or have had on the podcast, were like, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like, you can do something special and it doesn't mean it's going to transfer to Broadway. So it was like the stars really aligned for you guys. Yes. And did you, were you nervous that, that you might be replaced? Yeah, I think that's always, you know, it's always a possibility. I, I think probably anyone you've ever talked to in this business has been replaced. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even some of the people you're like, no way, you would never replace that big star. Yeah. Um, sometimes that, you know, people change their minds about what they want or they you know, for whatever reasons, financial or ticket sales or whatever, they have to make choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's always a little bit of biting your nails. Like, will they, will they keep me? Uh, how long <laughs> does that last? Like, from when, from when the show, when you knew it was going to Broadway till you knew you were going to be in it on Broadway, how long was that, like, horror nightmare of having to, like, wait to find out if you were going to be cast? Uh, or if you were going to get to keep your part? Well, it kind of lasted for a little... Oh, gosh. Um, we did it one summer. We did the show in the summertime. And then... That Thanksgiving, we did um, a reading of it, and then that Christmas, we did a dance lab of it. You know, and I was a part of both of those, but that doesn't mean anything. They're, <laughs> they're not going to get like an A-list celebrity to come into a dance lab. Um, so, but then, you know, of course, you get even more invested. So yeah. you're like, come on, they got to keep me. Um, but I was nannying um, when I found out when I went to go in and sing. And then I remember I had 
taken this boy that I was nannying. My my job was to pick him up from school and take him to a swimming lesson. And I was outside of the swimming pool and John Randall called and he's like, Hey, we're doing it. You're doing this. That's amazing. (laughs) It's so funny to me to hear people like, and this is common, but people at your level do regular jobs, like in between Broadway shows. Yeah. That's not crazy. I mean, of course, like (laughs) 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 but it's just so like, I remember Margot Seibert telling us a story that she got cast in Rocky, like as she was babysitting Yeah, and she like had to keep her voice down. To like, they're like, you're Adrian, and she like wanted to scream, but the kid was asleep, and she couldn't like. <laughs> That's great! I'm really excited. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> totally. How was it to play the lyric? Though I mean, that house is huge. It is huge. Um, it, you know what? It was a pleasant surprise in that it still felt really like cozy and comfortable to us on the stage mm-hmm. um, because. Coming from Barrington, we were all like, oh, no, the lyric, like, that's going to feel so different. It's going to change the whole vibe of our show, and it was so cozy. And um, But, I, again, I think it was John Rando really worked hard to make it seem as intimate as possible in a very big space. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's really thrilling. I mean, when a house that big is full, yeah. it's like, whoa, and we're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> It's cool to see a show in a space that big. And the way that show opens with the audience standing to do the national anthem, uh, you know, you feel like you're part of a, you feel like you're part of it, you know, like you feel like you feel like you're part of the show. Yeah, right? So great. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Can we talk about company? Yes. Where are you going? Barcelona. Oh. Don't get up. Do you have to? Yes, I have to. Oh. Don't get up. Now you're angry. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Put your things down. See, you're angry. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Put your wings down and stay. I'm leaving. Why? To go. I have to fly, I know, to Barcelona. So, okay, you made your Broadway debut and company, That's right? That's correct. It was April, yeah. and it was, oh my goodness, my notes, 2006. Yeah. So, that was that John Doyle company where you guys all played instruments, yep. right? And he had just had like a major Tony win with Sweeney Todd, like a really successful, and of course he did that a lot with his shows in London, but right. it was kind of like a revelation in the in for Broadway for actors to do that. And I was looking at um, your IBDP page and you are credited as playing the oboe, the tuba, and the alto sax. Mm-hmm. Did you play all those instruments? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did, did you know how to play those instruments when you went into the role? Not the alto sax. What a random instrument. Have to learn to play. I mean, sure. Well, luckily, <laughs> the fingering is um, almost exactly the same as the oboe. It's that just makes a sense. step up or down. I that's the Kenny G. I wouldn't say I. <laughs> that's right. Isn't it? He did like the, the, the tenor or the alto sax or whatever. <laughs> yes, Kenny G. Yeah. Hey, I'm loving that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, it was interesting. When we did the show out of town, we did it at the Cincinnati Playhouse. Right. And um, we did, I didn't play the saxophone. And the girlfriends sang You Could Drive a Person Crazy, and we did sort of like a literal, like we were really singing it to Bobby, like instead of what is more traditionally, which is like sort of like a, you know, Andrew's sister's kind of like. Uh huh, uh huh. And that was one of the things that when Sondheim saw it, he said, you know, I really want to restore that. I like that when it feels like a girl group. Uh huh. And so 
then I think John Doyle, I think he said that there's like a, I want to say it's an English um, company that's like Sexy Saxes or something like that. And that was like his inspiration to be like, okay, maybe the three girls should play sax. Oh, that, and you just had to learn how to play it. Yeah. That's well, amazing. I, they gave me some lessons. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> they handed you a sax and you're like, Elizabeth, do it. And to be fair, I didn't, because that was a new ad, I didn't have to play it like virtuosically, mm-hmm. you know, just... I'm so interested. I'm so curious about when somebody makes their Broadway debut, like in a in a really sizable, like featured role in a production by you know a renowned director in a show that is like love. It's like you know so loved. It's a Sondheim piece that I'm assuming he was somehow a little bit involved in. Yeah. I mean, how was that to make your Broadway debut under those circumstances? Like a complete dream. Was um, it terrifying at the same time? Yes, but. I think I was also, like, naive enough to not be terrified by it. Yeah. How did you... What was your audition process like? Um, So they were like, whatever instruments you play, come in and play them. And so for me, that was the oboe and the piano. Because I I played tuba, but I didn't own my own. Uh So they just had to take my word for it. (laughs) Um, But I think almost anyone could play the tuba. So they were like, okay. (laughs) Um, And so... Uh, the piano is probably the one I felt the most confident on. I'd, I'd studied it a lot, um, but not like where I was ready to play concert pieces, you know. Uh-huh. And the oboe, I really hadn't like picked up since high school, and that's as you may know, not a simple embouchure no. to just like pick up Double again. Read. Woof. <laughs> um, and so I, I got the audition, so I was like, oh god, and I was like practicing, 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 and then I would go and I'd be like, well. No, that's done. Uh-huh. So I'd stop. And then they'd be like, you have a callback. And then I would like, furiously, but that happened like three times. And I, just, I was like, just trust yourself and keep practicing. Right. Um, and then I remember the, the final callback. I was going out of town to do a gig, like going straight to the airport. So I showed up at the final callback. It was at the old Telsey office um, with like all my luggage to go to this other like out of town gig. And I think at that time I just had to sit, um, read the monologue with John Doyle and just sit and talk to him, which is in my experience, very common with English directors. Uh They just want to sit and talk to you, which I love. Like just like a conversation, like like an actual, like about your life. I remember he, um, he was going through my resume and he said, no, talk to him about this role. And it was (laughs) this like kind of sad, um, moment. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't, I don't want to offend people who are associated with it, but sort of the sad country show I had done in middle America at a um, kind of sad theater. And, and I told him, I said, well, the memory I have of that is that I had my costume fitting and they pulled out a giant garbage bag and they said, here, pick a wig that you like. (laughs) So maybe that's why I got cast. I don't know. That's so funny. Uh, how, I mean, did, was it just like a magical experience doing that show? Completely magical. Yeah. I don't think anything will ever top it, honestly. Like, it was so good. Our producer, Mike, isn't here, and he was so sad that he wasn't going to be here to meet you because he loves you, but oh. he, also because he loved you and company so oh, much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We're thinking about you, Mike. Um, <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. <laughs> so after that was Crybaby, yes? Yes. So and you guys, one extreme to the other. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm yearning, and I'm burning, and I'm longing, and I'm lusting. My thoughts have gone from dirty to truly disgusting. He can take my every treasure. He can break my every law. He can go under my shirt, over my bra. My bra. I'm infected. 
can tell I feel much worse feeling well Cause baby I'm infected with your love And you guys just recorded the album recently Oh my gosh, yes It, it like just came out Yeah My friend Robbie Rodell designed the, 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 the album art Oh cool Yeah, yeah that's really awesome. Good job. Yeah. And I, I remember Cry Baby was the first show that I saw. They were doing like all the preview tickets were like $35 or uh-huh. something like that. So we went and saw it. I saw it twice. And I Aww. so loved that show. Bless your heart. Yeah. But that was the first. I mean, I had seen you in company, but my friend Mike and I, who now produces the podcast, saw it together. And we were like, who's that girl? She's Aww. so amazing. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, short-lived, but much yeah, loved. Wah, wah. <laughs> I will say, though, it was like... Um, also an experience that I'm so glad I had. It uh-huh. made me so much more, um, what's the word, empathetic toward anyone who puts together something new, you know, yes. and from scratch. Uh-huh. That is hard. I know. It's so hard. And I think having only done a revival, you know, before that, I didn't get it. And I was always kind of critical and like, oh, why, why did they fix that? What's wrong? You know. Right. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, man, it is so hard to do it and to get it right. Yeah. Um, we literally just had Kate uh, Baldwin this afternoon and we were talking about Big Fish and it was like the same thing. Uh, where it's like you work so hard. and The then hardest just, on yeah. the shows that don't quite work. Yeah. How long like, did, did um, Crabby Baby last? Not just a few months, I right? want to say like three months. I think we opened in March and then we closed just after the Tonys. So. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, but it was such a good show. And I'm so glad the album is out now. Yeah, I know. Did it's you have, was a it a nice fun to record memento. it? It really was. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. And I just think, you know... Um, DJ Jabberbaum, I just think is so genius, especially his lyrics. Yeah. And to revisit those, I was like, oh, yeah. And they got everyone back together to do it? For the most part. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it kind of started out as um, Adam Schlesinger, who wrote the music, had reorchestrated it for like a rock band rather than a full orchestra. Oh, cool. In hopes that that will allow it to be more doable for people. Yeah. Um, and so they had said, hey, would you want to come in and just like sing along? Um so that we can send people that are thinking of doing it, like this sort of demo. And then or over the next year, that sort of turned into, well, actually, we got some people to produce it into an album. So I think a, a lot of the principles are the same, but there, you know, there's a few lines in there that are sung by someone random. Yeah. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, I don't know that any of the ensemble people are on there. So oh, really? It, it is sort of a bittersweet thing, but... Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm really happy that you know a version of it is out there. And it's always great when when a, sh- a Broadway show has happened and there is an album. Like, it's almost weird now when there isn't an album to for yeah. th- because how else are people ever going to know about it? I know it's you know? so true. Um, well, the other thing I'm like dying to talk to you about is uh, oh oh we have to talk about Million Dollar Quartet and then we have to talk about the other thing um, suspense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Million Dollar Quartet, what a great show! Oh, thanks. Did you love doing that? I did. So Million Dollar Quartet for people who don't know, it was. 2010? Yes. That long ago? Never know how much I love you. Never know how much I care. When you put your arms around me, I get a fever that's so hard to bear. You give me fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. One of my fans, um, fans, yeah, one of my many fans, <laughs> I, got, I got a letter at the stage door up on the town that said, 
Dear Elizabeth, it seemed like you've really uh, gone away for a while. I'm glad to see you're making a comeback. <laughs> no, it was they meant it in a very sweet way, but they're, they're right. I had taken a small hiatus, sort of 2010, 20, you know, been on the town. It was it was a little break there. Good God, <laughs> I'm gl- I'm making a comeback, everyone. I'm stating it now. I'm making a comeback. <laughs> Oh, people mean well. Oh, I know. No, it was really it made me laugh. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was really dear. But okay, so wait. So Million Dollar Quartet. It's the, the it takes place on December fourth, nineteen fifty six, which is a real true thing that happened when by chance there was a recording session with Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. What a great idea to write a musical about. I know, right? And you play Diane. Diane, Diane, why? Tell me, okay, how does she fit into the story? I saw it, but it was a minute ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so historically, there is a picture of that day. Yes. It's, um, and if you go to Memphis, it, it's hanging up there in, in Sun Studios. And um, in cropped out of it um, is a woman. And she's, I think in the actual picture, she's... Um, sitting on the piano or maybe that's what we did I can't remember now but um <laughs> so it was this woman who actually we met she came and saw the show uh, oh, her wow. name is not Diane and I, I unfortunately I cannot remember her re- actual name at the moment but she was um a Vegas showgirl and she was dating Elvis at the moment oh. um and so she had you know come along with him as he was passing through oh wow and um so for you know, theatrical purposes, they made her a singer and so that I could sing a couple songs. Yeah. And, but not, that didn't actually happen that day. But, <laughs> um, but it was fun for me. <laughs> I loved you in that show. And I remember it was one of those like 90 minute, like just, a, right? It was just like 90 yes. minutes, you're in your house. Yeah, home early. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> and I think it was one of those shows that were like, well, I guess we'll see how this is. And it was yeah. amazing. I know those guys. Yeah. I mean, whoa. Yeah. And the, and the gentleman whose name I can't think of now, who played Jerry Lee Lewis, won Levi the Levi Christ. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. What a star. Yeah. I know. He was really phenomenal. I, I remember just in rehearsals being like, um, yeah. can I just sit, I know. sit by you here? <laughs> Maybe that'll rub off. I know. He's really, he's magical. Well, I have to say my December 4th, 1956 is the Encore's production of Merrily We Roll Along, <laughs> where the talent in that room, I was like, oh God, if this place burns down, we have to just turn musical theater off. We can never do it again. <laughs> but it was you and Lynn and Colin Donnell and Celia Keenan-Bolger and uh, Betsy Wolf. Mm-hmm. What a crazy group of people to get together to do a version of Merrily We Roll Along. And your Gussie was so truly one of the most memorable performances I think me oh. or my husband have seen in New York theater. Absolutely incredible. Oh, I'm so glad I'm doing this podcast with you. <laughs> I told you, I, we've been emailing over the last week, and I'm like, I promise I will stop starting every email with, I'm such a big fan. I'm like, I eventually need to stop saying that. So will you tell me how it came to pass that you were cast in that role in that production? Uh... Yes, I, I again. I got the audition, and they knew that they wanted to do something different. So I don't know if you remember, but at the top of Act Two, mm-hmm. Gussie sings a version of "Good Thing Going" yes, that yes. is not traditionally or hadn't been done before. And so uh, I think they said, "We want you to sing something kind of belty, classic Broadway." Um, Broadway. Broadway. <laughs>
and, and then I had some of the scenes, some of the sides. And, and, uh, and so I went in, and James Pine said, oh, you know, okay, what do you have to sing? And I said, uh, I brought in Don't Rain on My Parade. And he said, I hate that song. I said, well, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> he really said that to you? Yes. Betsy just told us yesterday that he said to her, whatever song she was singing, well, that's my favorite song, so don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> So I guess I've got either ends of the spectrum work for getting cast with Yeah, him. exactly. But, um, How did it go? Was it? Did he receive it well? I, I guess so, because I got cast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember um, if there were then callbacks for that as well, or if that if it was just a one one moment thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Were you a fan of the show? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Yes. I mean, of course. Yeah, but I. I I admit I didn't know it mm-hmm. as well as um, you know. I think maybe a lot of people do. I didn't. I it didn't. I didn't realize that it had such a like special place in so many people's heart until yeah. you know I started working on it or people heard I was cast and they're like, "Oh, that show!" You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And now it, I, I know what they mean. <laughs> what like an amazing group of people? How was it to be in the rehearsal room with everyone? Oh my. God, I mean, I'm still like, hey, I did a show with Lynn, hey guys, <laughs> that guy, that Hamilton guy, I know, we did a show once. Um, it was awesome. I mean, you're so right. Like, some of the, the coolest, just easy, humble, and, and the whole ensemble was also, fu- I mean, Andrew Simonski was in the ensemble yeah, of that. Yeah. Um, you know, just because people love that show, people who, you know, maybe normally would be playing really great big parts in shows said yeah i'll I'll like stand and sing those songs happily yeah um at an encore show so it was just like the caliber of everyone in the room was do you know that tanya pinkins was in in the original cast of that no we had her on the podcast we were talking about her being in the original cast of mary yes well you're amazing good luck with this tour thank you for doing the theater people podcast thanks for having me will you come back when you come back from your tour and tell us about it um duh yes (laughs) happily (laughs) thank you thank you okay bye. bye theater people is produced by mike jensen and me patrick hines mike edited this episode Special thanks, as always, to Bradley Bean, Steve Tipton, Keith Allen Herzog, Aaron Emsch, Diana Bush Photography, Ellen Marsh, and the staff at Oswald's. We'll be back in two weeks with the legendary Norm Lewis, who is just unnaturally handsome. Until then, tell your friends about us. Let's get the theater community talking. Oh, well, we'll catch up some other time. Was just a token. Too many words are still unspoken. Oh well, we'll catch up some other time. Just when the fun is starting, comes the time for. Be glad.